you know, I could be doing something or I, I had feelings. But what if those times where I wasn't feeling the love between our marital union, I could still do because I'm motivated beyond just the feelings. And what if I'm doing, you know, it's just kind of like allow the other parts to connect. And I know that I love you. Therefore, I will do these things even when I don't feel like doing these things for you. Welcome to the A More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. So today we're going to be talking about what does love have to do with marriage? You know, in the words of the great philosopher. The philosopher. T- that's right. Tina Turner. She said, oh, what's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. What's love but a secondhand emotion? So you're going to read it? The whole thing? No, not really. But <laughs> I mean, but she brings up a good she brings up, I would say, a good point. But I mean, it's interesting. Like, who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? It's like, you know, what does love have to do with marriage at all is what we're going to be talking about today on the More Excellent Way podcast. Yes. Not singing it, huh? I mean, if you want to give it a try, <laughs> you, you can go for it. Uh, Keep it flowing. <laughs> in all seriousness, this does matter because I believe. This is what I believe about this. Love is a, a is a huge concept. So by no means do we think in this podcast we're going to answer it. Yeah, not in 15 minutes right. or so. <laughs> right. But I do believe that every human being, this is something for me, it's that we all um, strive to love or be loved. And mm-hmm. so when either one of those urges of a person to should be able to share love is kind of impeded that causes suffering and and struggle. But also I believe that we want to be loved. And so when that definitely gets impeded, that causes suffering and struggle. Um, But our view of love is hugely influenced by our relationship with God and with others. And so that's very important. That's going to affect someone's view of love. So I want to read a couple of things, you know, Um, really someone that's really influenced me on this is Dallas Willard in a a paper in a a talk he did to the American association of Christian counselors. Uh, The paper is called getting love, right? You can find it on Kindle. And I want to read two quotes from him. One Dallas Willard says love as Paul and the new Testament presents it is not action, not even action with a special intention, but a source of action. Mm -hmm. It is a condition out of which actions of a certain type emerge. It is a condition that explains how our three guidelines could be true and must be true. Sorry, I don't have those three guidelines for you real quick, but I want to go on a little bit further down and he quotes this love. He's, he's talking about love is not an action nor a feeling or emotion, nor indeed an intention as intention is ordinarily understood, though it gives rise to intentions and to actions of a certain type. And it is associated with some feelings and resistance to others. So let's break that down for a quick second yes, here, right? Please. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, so I, this is going to be hard because when I, we do this conference, this kind of flies in the face of what many people think about love. You ask what people, are some of those things? One, some people would say love is a feeling. Right. Two, love is a choice. Good. And I think three, love is a verb. What do you mean by verb? Action. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
And I'm not throwing any of those out, but I do struggle with each one of those picking one or the other. And you say, well, what grounds? Just because Dallas Willard said something about it? No, because if we look at 1 Corinthians 13 um, and you begin off, he says, even if you could speak with the tongues of angels, but if you without love, it's just a bunch of noise, right? So it's not just what you say. So it's not just your good and even in that's not even just your good intentions. Uh, then he goes on later and he says that even if you could understand all prophecies and mysteries and you have faith that can move mountains without love, it's void. So even good religious convictions and spiritual insight per se, void of this, and we'll describe it later, void of love, mm-hmm. void, nothing. Right. But then he goes on, he says, even if you give all you possess to the poor and gave your body over to be burned, you would gain nothing if it's not with love. So it's not just what I say. It's not just what I believe or even choices I make really in a sense. And it's not just what I do really. What? Ouch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to read another Dallas Willard part. Love is a disposition. Well, this is what I would really say. What Dallas Willard is describing uh, love is, is that it's a disposition of the human soul. And what do you mean by disposition? Right. Love. That's the hard part, Nicola. Um, So this is the way I describe it. I say that love is a disposition that influences one's feelings, thoughts, actions, and choices. Uh, And particularly, I believe that it takes the work of the Holy Spirit to help us to truly be loving people. Uh, Now, when I say disposition, meaning it is the overall characteristic of your heart. It's a posture of your heart. It's a posture of your soul, body, soul, and spirit oriented towards God and towards other people. Wow. I've never said that definition like that before. Let me say that again. (laughs) It's an attitude and posture of the person of your body, soul, and spirit oriented towards God and other people. Right. Wow. And it's about them and and their well being. Uh, and I'm really pulling that out of what we've just kind of been reading and sitting in first Corinthians 13 for a while that Paul is trying to talk to the Corinthian church and they have all these gifts and abilities and talents. Um, and Paul's like covet the gifts, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I need to show you a more excellent way. In other words, you're going to have these abilities. You're going to have talents. Uh, you're going to, but without it, without love, all of that is just going to mean nothing. I have to point you towards something that's going to orient your heart so that you can live in proper relationship with God and each other to be able to fully utilize your gifts. And that's why first Corinthians 13 has meant so much to us. Right. Because right. I believe a husband and wife are two people with talents and gifts and, and, coming from different life experiences is going to take something, a change, a a cultivating of their heart Mm -hmm. to orient them towards God and towards each other that goes beyond just their individual abilities to help them be able to come together in relationship. So that's why, once again, I think that is the disposition of love. It's that characteristic of love that orienting you that Mm -hmm. then influences how you feel. Right. What you're doing, right? What you're doing, Mm -hmm. how you're thinking, and the choices you make. Right. So it's like love is a central piece that influences all of those things. The feeling, or I feel in love, or I'm doing this for you because I love you. Well, in a sense, yeah, you're right. You should feel love because there's a part of we're created to be in relationship. So so we should recognize. Connecting with that feeling. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. should. So, yeah. And it's not just what I think either. Like love should though shape the way I think and I, I got my mind and my thoughts towards you, towards God and towards other people. Right. 
And it's like love should influence my choices. Like if I say that I love Nicola, that should affect my choices that I need to let that orient and change and affect my choices. Right. Um, towards you. Right. Right. And I think the beautiful thing is you, you brought up first Corinthians 12. Um, I love it because he wasn't just saying, um, Oh, you know, don't do those things or don't have these gifts and things like that. Um, he did point. Yeah. Desired love. And I think ultimately that, that love it's, it's to create that sense of unity and oneness um, specifically, um, as Paul was writing it to that body. So that body of believers could, could join and work together and that we're one in Christ. And I think specifically with the marital union mm-hmm. union, you know, it's that oneness that it's, it's, it's creating that. And so if I have this, the source of love that you're saying that's oriented towards God, it's going to allow me to think beyond just my own self, but for the, for the sake of our togetherness, that that mm. unity with one another, yeah. and it's going to cause me to to think and act and do to bring us and join us that much closer. Yes, yes, exactly. That it should it should affect us and orient us. And I liked what you're talking about. You're and you're I like what you're doing is therapy. You're bringing it more into the attachment part. So it's not just a, it's not just an individual thing, Mm-mm. right? It's about like me acting in a way that's taking care of nurturing this bond that I have. Nurturing the bond. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so, so maybe you kind of broke that down, but like, so we've been thinking about this and for a while, but how has this affected you as I want to say, not just as a wife, cause I don't want to compartmentalize you, but how has this affected you as a wife, a mother, a friend, a daughter, a follower of Christ? It gave me a fuller picture a rounder picture. I don't know exactly how to um, capture that, but Um, you know, I could be doing something or I I had feelings, but what if those times where I wasn't feeling the love between our marital union, I could still do because I'm motivated beyond just the feelings. And what if I'm doing, you know, it's just kind of like allow the other parts to connect. And I know that I love you. Therefore I will do these things even when I don't feel like doing these things for you. Um, so um, it, it's allowed me to rest in that space um, pretty good uh, or better or grow in that space. And then even for my my own children, um, when it comes down to that element of it, it's like, how do I want them? <laughs> how do I want them to go out in this world loving? How, what kind of wives, you know, do I want them to? Um, to, to be what kind of friend do I want them to be? What kind of neighbor? How do I want them to go out um, and experience people and experience God? You mm-hmm. know, so I, I want to, as best as possible, represent um, the love that God is teaching me. And I want to impact their lives mm-hmm. um, with as much as humanly possible, humanly wow. possible. Um, so they can see a full or more rounded view of that because I know I will fall short. I know there, there'll be things where I don't do that or I didn't feel very great, but I'm like, if when I pull it back in and say, you know, this is uh, okay, Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, work 
through me to reach yeah. them, yeah. to impact their lives for your glory ultimately yeah. so they can see what your love look like here That's on right. earth. If we're physical representation as, of, of the love of God in us and I'm united with Christ and Christ is united with the father and I'm one within him. And then I want to be that towards my, my, my spouse. I want to then be that towards my child, no matter how much I may falter fill in between that, Mm -hmm. but can I swing back around to, to that love and God's love right there in the garden. When there was a miss, he brings back this other opportunity to continue loving us, you know? And so I have appreciated um, mm. being impacted in a deeper way because we can all say, well, I did that. I did that thing that that benefits them and move on. Right. But not um, have this depth of connection and um, and draw um, from the Holy Spirit to impact uh, those around Wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, I can see the level just of, of how serious this is for you. Right. And I want to just kind of summarize some good points I heard from you in that, that love, love is not fragmented. That's one of the words I kind of right. heard from you. Right. It is all of these things. So don't hear me. Like when I say like, I'm not, I don't really feel like, I feel like we kind of like, I like how you said rounded off. Right. Mm-hmm. When we pick just one and say love is it, that's so reductionistic. Right. And that yeah. like doesn't capture the full beautiful picture of what yeah. it is. And that's the main thing I wanted you to hear me saying on that. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're th- trying to throw out exactly uh, a definition that says love is a feeling. Exactly. Well, it's a feeling, but it's not just that. It doesn't well, stop you there. You feel love. Yeah. And love should and show up. Good. In a- yeah. And, and, love. And, and love should show up mm-hmm. in action. Yeah. Like when you look at Paul's descriptions later, some of them feel like more of a disposition, but then it, it does show up in some visible way. Right. Um. And so love does show up in all of these ways. So that's something we want. Hope that you'll take away. Like I'm getting into my excellent point, but love should show up in all of these ways. What's going on in my heart? What's happened? What are the thoughts that are going through my head? What am I actually doing? And what is my goal and my intentions in, in how I'm living? Um, but then I like the part you went into in somewhat of a parenting piece, right? Of setting a model of love for our kids mm-hmm. that points them back towards God's love. Right. Wow. Right. I'm not just teaching you about God's love or taking you to church to learn about God's love, but you get to see a visible demonstration. I mean, that's what God does with us Mm -hmm. through Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. God over and over tells us he loves us, but he says he showed his love that while we were yet sinners, he sent his son to die for us. Right. right? Right. And that is part of love. Love does require like a dying into self. Oh, MG. That's a bonus, right? (laughs) No, But then I love the part you talk about there's grace in love, not just grace for the other person, but grace for yourself. Because I like when Paul is in first Corinthians 13 again, and he talks about, I once was a child. I thought like a child. I act like a child. But when I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Mm -hmm. And then there's even this part where it's like, I don't even fully understand myself. I don't even get me. Right. And I know many theologians kind of, and you look at the commentaries, it goes back and forth on this, but he's like, he points with this idea, but I see in a mirror dimly. Dimly. I don't even have a good picture of myself in this place of love, but that one day, Mm. I'm going to look into, and I believe he's alluding to the day he stands before Christ. And he says, I will know even as I am known, known. meaning through Christ's perfect love, he's going to reflect me back to me and let me see me for all that he, that he sees in me. Mm. And so we all are struggling to understand what love is and we're growing in it day by day. And you can, and this is the part I love about it. It's relational. Yes. 
you experience in relationship with God and in relationship mm-hmm. with others. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing for us at a more excellent way, inspiring and equipping people to go about their relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. And yeah. we want to point to people to this more excellent way. Wow. Yeah. So that was a mouthful, even in what you just said there, right? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's good, man. But you know, and so I think for me as a husband, it definitely pushes me. Um, especially if I look at one day we will do a series on um, just going through walking through first Corinthians 13. Okay. <laughs> but I tell you like it, it, it has so shaped me cause it's now like, kind of like we talked about uh, on, on the first podcast, right. That I want to have a biblical definition of love. I like for the fact that we're studying this together. Yeah. And so when we're talking about love, we're not like Nicola's kind of talking about love from her own kind of like past experience, which, but that does matter. It does come into play. And I'm not just talking about love from my own past experience, even though that does matter, Right. but we're kind of coming together and we're figuring out what this looks like together, but not just for you and I together, but what does it mean to grow in God's love and him loving us right. and kind of us having a base foundation of what it means to love one another. Right. So like there's been times I remember a couple of years back, you were like, uh, this you, is self-seeking, but yeah, that's it. That's right. <laughs> she started using the language from First Corinthians thirteen, right? Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, this is so good. Just to think about, like, and I hope, like, for you as the listeners, that you just kind of, as even as you sit here and listen to us talk, that you go mm-hmm. back and you review. Yeah, go you know. talk about it. Exactly. Question what we said. Try and figure it out. Invite the Holy Spirit in to say, "Hmm, show me what they're talking about." Yeah, and specifically, and like, no, I like that. But what have you experienced? around the topic of love. Yeah. You know, yeah. what factors in your life have influenced you and how you view love and relationships? Because we've had our own factors that impacted what definition that we came to our marriage yeah. with, yeah. you know, and that has changed over time. And maybe we'll get into that another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has changed over time to the point where we're like, okay, we want to be transformed and being renewed, have our mind renewed mm-hmm. so that we can see what what's God's definition of love and, and begin to walk in his That's definition right. of love because this world has all their own definitions of love, right? And so we, we want to be aligned with, with God's love and his definition. Mm-hmm. So we, we've been challenging our own selves. So, That's right. That's good. You know, knowing that love transcends um, beyond our individual um, viewpoints mm-hmm. and... Uh, and, and beyond us. Um, and so it's ongoing and that when he talks about that, it, it can increase and, and the ability to, for us to connect um, deeply, mm-hmm. deeper with God and deeper with um, the others in our life. That's right. So the first one we kind of gave you there was you thinking about what all the things that have affected those factors that have affected you and your view of love. But then also, what does it mean when you say you love your spouse? What do you mean when you say that? Yes. Or kind of even not even just what do you mean cognitively, but can we drop down into like a more um, inner level, I guess you could say, and kind of what was going, what goes through your heart when you really resonate? Now I'm not talking about the, I love you when you're getting off the phone or I love you when you're walking at the house, maybe that you just do it absentmindedly. Right. But I'm talking yeah. about like that part yeah. where it really hits you and you look and it's like, I love you. 
what's going on in your heart? What's going through your body at that moment? What are you, what's, what are you sensing? What are you feeling? What are you thinking in that moment mm-hmm. that you're trying to convey to your partner? Mm-hmm. I think that's really important for us to, to slow down and take in. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's sometimes like in, in love, especially when I'm a nerd out a little bit here for a second, but like when you think about love in, 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 in and I'm not going to go into all the languages, but typically in the Old Testament, we think of agape love, God's unconditional love, this love that we are also commanded to have for our enemies. We're commanded to have for God and commanded to have for one another. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then but I've been learning about this Hebrew word, ahava, right? And ahava is an all encompassing love. So whereas the Greeks might've broke it down, uh, and there are different uh, Hebrew words for love. But Ahava was like this all-encompassing love. It could be a love you have for God, a love for a leader, and a love for a spouse as well, or a love for a child. Ahava. It's it's this all-encompassing thing. So sometimes we, I think we try and fragment it once again so much. But I want I guess I want you to see love as like this just consuming, not compartmentalized thing that like. I hope when it, even when it talks about disposition, you asked me mm-hmm. about that, that it just pervades you and it's in your heart. It's something that even, even now with neuroscience, we're even seeing that it affects you at your very chemist, chemistry level when we look mm-hmm. at attachments and relationships. And we'll definitely have an episode just talking about some of the great research that's kind of coming out about the bonding element that even happens within our body. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Very much so. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I have on that. Is there anything else you wanted to add to this topic of love just to kind of, I don't know. Yeah. um, I think it's like, I think sometimes we're in a relationship um, and we talk about love and, you know, we throw around the, I love you, but it's always nice to pause and really think on it and like how much mm. do I value the love that I'm talking about mm-hmm. and what do I actually even do um and how do I re- relate with that love um to that that I say that I value um and so yeah and being able to acknowledge it examine where 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 you're at with that and and acknowledge that and and challenge challenge yourself to um to grow all right so we're at that point of the show now we we are gonna james and nicole are gonna give our excellent points all right yeah are you ready with yours yeah i could i could jump in so my excellent point is to know that love is transcending um, and it goes beyond just you and that in your spouse, your individual, your, your, the relationship that you're in, um, and that you, you invite the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. be curious, invite the Holy spirit in to challenge you to grow in love. Yeah. And I think the one for me, I'm taking from yours again, <laughs> that love is not fragmented. That it is love is supposed to encompass your whole being, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, yeah, uh, and and the choices that you make. That it's it's a it's a well rounded off process. That's and I want to I want to cheat a little bit, and I want to go back to the I want to also grab the one where you said I, I kind of like there's grace and love, yeah, grace for the other person, but also Glory. catch this, 
mm, grace, grace for, for yourself. <laughs> that we're all in the process of growing and what it means to Absolutely. love and be loved. So that's Absolutely. that's my those are my like three excellent points They're for today. Excellent, excellent, excellent. But we'd love to hear what your excellent points are as well, because um I hope this material lands on you in a way that mm-hmm. just makes you really reflect on what does it mean, what have I learned about love, and what does it mean when I say I love my partner and. Even for you and your spouse to sit down and have a conversation and to say, hey, when I say I love you, this is what I mean. But I'd like to know when you say you love me, what does that mean for you? Mm -hmm. Uh, And don't get an argument about it. It's something that that many people don't really talk about. So just be willing to have, like I'll say, use Nicola's word. She just said, be curious and explore and and get to know each other better around this topic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Gotcha. Guys, be blessed. Amen. God bless you. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about The More Excellent Way.